Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book 1453, The Holy War for Constantinople and the Clash of Islam in the West. At the end of the 2nd century AD, the mighty Roman Empire began to decline. At that time, the empire had fallen into long-term civil disorder, and there had even been periods where several emperors existed simultaneously. In response to this crisis, Diocletian established the First Tetrarchy, and the Roman Empire was able to recover temporarily. However, it soon fell into internal turmoil again. The final champion to emerge from this civil unrest was the prominent Emperor Constantine the Great. In 324 AD, Constantine defeated his last opponent Licinius, and the empire ushered in its long-lost sole ruler. In the same year, Constantine the Great ordered the construction of a new city, which proved to be a magnificent city of monumental scale that was fated to go down in history. In 330, Constantine the Great announced that this city would be the capital, and it was henceforth commonly known as the New Rome. However, the famous city was not only known as the New Rome. Ethnic groups speaking various languages all had their own names for the city. The ancient Greeks called its predecessor Byzantium, and the public named it Constantinople after its founder. From the 10th century on, Turks and Arabs dubbed it Istanbul, meaning into the city. Since its establishment, Constantinople had long served as the sacred center of the Christian world. The city was full of monasteries. There were endless processions of icons on the streets and walls. Monks, nuns, devout citizens, and the emperor planned their daily lives around fasting and prayer. The city had many relics, the skull of John the Baptist, the crown of thorns worn by Jesus before his death, the stone from the tomb, and a thousand other miracle-working artifacts encased in reliquaries of gold and studded with gems, which were eyed with envy by Christians in the West. Apart from the West's jealousy, Constantinople also had to deal with hostility from the East. The city was at the forefront of a long confrontation between the two closely linked and similar monotheistic religions. It was the Christian world's sturdy fortress against the Islamic world. Different versions of religious beliefs had rivaled each other here for more than 800 years, existing in both war and peace. In 1453 AD, the young Mehmet II set off on a new jihad in the Islamic world. 200,000 Ottoman soldiers participated in the siege, and only 8,000 defenders were left in the dying Constantinople. After several weeks of artillery bombardment, the Byzantine Empire fell completely, the Greeks and Christians in the city were slaughtered, and the Middle Ages came to an end. The final decisive battle which had lasted for more than 800 years was vividly and thoroughly depicted in the book 1453, the Holy War for Constantinople and the Clash of Islam in the West. The author Roger Crowley is a well-known British historian. After graduating from the University of Cambridge, Crowley lived in Istanbul for a long time, and he had a keen interest in Turkey's history. Crowley spent several years traveling around the Mediterranean world extensively, which gave him profound historical and geographical knowledge of the region. His famous books 1453 Empires of the Sea and City of Fortune have been well received by readers.
Roger Crowley has collected many historical documents and vividly portrayed both sides of the war and their supreme commanders. In Crowley's book, The Historically Significant Battle of Constantinople in 1453 was written to be as enjoyable as reading a novel, with all the intricate details carefully arranged. Next, we will review the book throughout the following three sections. Part 1, The Byzantine Empire. Part 2, The Ottoman Empire. Part 3, The Fall of Constantinople. First, we must quickly learn about the history of the Byzantine Empire. We mentioned in the shortest history of Europe that in 395 AD, Theodosius I relinquished the eastern part of the empire to his eldest son and the western part to his younger son on his deathbed, which henceforth marked the formal division of the Roman Empire. Less than a century after the split, the Western Roman Empire met its demise under successive waves of barbarian assaults. To distinguish the remaining Eastern Roman Empire, later generations of historians called it the Byzantine Empire after the old name of its capital. Following these events, the Byzantine Empire survived for nearly 1,000 years, until Constantinople was captured by the Ottoman Empire. The long duration of this millennium is usually seen as the dividing line of the Middle Ages. When looking at a map, you will see that Constantinople is situated at the gateway of the Bosphorus amid the Sea of Marmara and the Black Sea, which is the gathering point of many trade routes. It is located at the junction of Europe and Asia and is the center of the crossroads linking the East and the West. The golden fur of Central Asia and Russia, and even the spices and pearls of the Far East, made their way to the city across long trade routes. The Arabs in the south came with endless fleets of camels carrying gold and commodities. And to the west, the sea lanes through the Dardanelles connected the Nile Delta as well as the rich islands of Sicily and Crete, the Italian peninsula, and all corners of the Mediterranean as far as the Strait of Gibraltar. Additionally, the heroes known as Jason and the Argonauts sailed past this point to seek fleece from gold panners at the mouth of the Dnieper. At another point in history, 700,000 troops of the Persian Empire marched across the strait here to fight the Scythians. We now clearly see that Constantinople was not only the center of east-west trade, but also a strategically important military corridor that empires fought over. As the east gate of Europe, it was only by passing through this point that armed forces from the east could enter the European continent without any trouble. However, according to statistics, in the 1,123 years before 1453 AD, Constantinople was besieged a total of 23 times, but it only fell once to the Crusaders due to bizarre circumstances that resembled inviting a wolf into one's house. Why did Constantinople always remain standing? One crucial reason was that its defense system was unusually formidable. The total length of the city perimeter of Constantinople was about 12 miles, of which about 8 miles was surrounded by the sea. To the north was the deepwater harbor of the Golden Horn, and to the south was the rough Sea of Marmara, a natural barrier which prevented the possibility of a sea invasion. The city's seashore was guarded by a solid wall which was at least 50 feet high, interspersed with 188 towers and some small defended harbors. To the west of the city was the famous Wall of Theodosius, the most formidable defense system in the medieval world. It was about 4 miles long with 192 towers and was divided into five separate defense zones. 
It was 200 feet wide and 100 feet high from the bed of the moat to the top of the tower, so that Constantinople could be protected from land invasion. This famous city wall reflected the most advanced military engineering concepts at that time. It was these defense systems that made Constantinople an impregnable defensive city. In the Fourth Crusade in 1204, the troops nominally went on an expedition to Egypt, but later returned to attack Constantinople under the incitement of the Venetians. As a result, the Byzantine Empire was dismembered into a series of scattered Frankish countries and Italian colonies. In 1261, when the Byzantines recaptured Constantinople, they found that the Crusaders had left it in ruins. One of the reasons for this destruction was because it had suffered several crusades from Western Europe, including invasions from the Lombards, the Slavs, the Persians and other groups in turn, as well as the rampage of the Arabs, the Huns and the Turks. The Byzantine Empire had been transformed into something poor and weak. In 1405, Constantine XI was born. Seventeen years later, the young Constantine XI witnessed the siege of the city by Murat II, the sixth sultan of the Ottoman Empire. The following year, John VIII, the elder brother of Constantine XI traveled around the states of Christendom to seek unity and support for the Byzantine cause, but there were few responses. During this period, Constantine XI was appointed regent. By the time he became Byzantine emperor in 1449, 44-year-old Constantine XI had gone through 20 years of fighting. For Murat II, Constantine XI had always been a constant irritant and difficult to deal with. However, it begs the question, as the bastion defending Christianity, why was the West unconcerned with the crisis that Constantinople faced? The main reason was religious conflict. The most decisive incident was the Great Schism between the Eastern and the Western Churches in 1054. After the Roman Empire was split in 395 AD, the differences gradually expanded between the Eastern and Western parts in areas, such as society, politics, and cultural traditions. Together with significant disagreements on languages and doctrines, by 1054, over 600 years of accumulated conflicts had broken out. The Pope and the Ecumenical Patriarch of Constantinople mutually excommunicated each other. In other words, they were expelled from the Church. The Church was officially split into the Catholic and the Orthodox Church. Additionally, the pillaging of Constantinople in 1204 by Christian Crusaders gave the Byzantines a growing hatred of all things connected to the West. Due to the long and fierce conflicts between the Eastern and Western Churches, Western Europeans and Byzantines had diverged further and further in their beliefs, resulting in less and less mutual support. Eventually, the Byzantines were completely cut off. Constantine XI made unremitting efforts to bridge the differences between the Eastern and Western churches, trying to obtain the support of the Western world to rescue the broken empire from impending ruin. But he continually encountered violent resistance from the Orthodox citizens. At this point, what exactly was the empire's situation under Constantine XI's rule? The book tells us that, the empire had a high admiral, but no fleet, a commander-in-chief but few soldiers. Within the small court, the nobility jostled and squabbled for absurdly pretentious titles such as Grand Domestic, Grand Chancellor, or Lord of the Imperial Wardrobe. Constantine XI inherited bankruptcy, 
a royal family keen on civil war, a city divided by religious passions, and an impoverished and volatile proletariat. Since then, the territory of the empire had been sharply reduced to only the capital and its surrounding suburbs, as well as a few islands and several linked dominions in the Peloponnese. The most important capital and surrounding suburbs were like isolated islands in the vast ocean, no wonder that the Ottomans would call the wall of Theodosius a bone in the throat of Allah. In other words, the crown of Constantine XI was not something others envied. In contrast, the nearby Ottoman Empire had grown rapidly and was at the height of its success. Therefore, Constantinople had become an urgent obstacle that hindered the hegemony of the Ottoman Empire. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.